theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Let's go ahead and look at 1 Kings chapter 18, beginning at verse 41. And I'm just going to jump right into the word of the Lord, and we're going to preach, and we're going to do this. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up uh, to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot, chariot, excuse me, and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. What I want to preach to you about this afternoon is something that God laid on my heart. It's called speaking the unseen, speaking the unseen. Would you lift your hands with me and help me pray? Father, we love you. We bless you. We pray that you would have your way in this place today. You know every need. You know every need, whether somebody's watching online. You know every need of that's represented here in this house today, God. You can do miracles, signs, and wonders, and we'll give you the thanks. We'll give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, let me just say this really quickly. Don't go anywhere just yet. You praise God. Yeah, you got to stay. You got to stay just for a little bit. Uh, At Extraordinary Church, I am about seeing an extraordinary move of God. Extraordinary Church is not just any church because not only are we not interested in religion, understand my heart when I say this, uh, but religion doesn't change anybody's lives. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. I am all about passionately pursuing Jesus above everything else. His purpose is preeminent in my life. I have to have him. And I'm thankful to be surrounded with people that are passionate about following Jesus Christ. Not only are we passionate about following Jesus Christ, but we're passionate about sharing him with others. Because the reality is we need Jesus. He is not just a crutch. He is the answer. He is the solution. He is God all by himself. And if you haven't tried him, I want to encourage you. Reach out in faith today because God has a miracle for you. You may have never been to church before. You might not have, you might not even, you might not even be sure if you believe, but I am telling you right now that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think. If you would trust him, if you would reach out and say, God, I'm going to try you, God will not let you down. I'm telling you from experience because I've been there myself. I already know and if you've come to tell me otherwise you've come too late because I've tasted and seen that God is a good God I've tasted of his mercy I've tasted of his love and it's the reason why I'm here today is anybody thankful for the grace of God and the mercy of God 
We believe in the supernatural and I know that I serve a God who can heal cancer. He can heal diabetes. He can heal heartache. He can provide financially. He can make a way out of no way. I'm telling you we serve a miracle working God and if you know he's done a miracle in your life or you've witnessed him do a miracle, you ought to give him praise. Give him praise that he's worthy of. Give him praise. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph because he is a God who is able to do miracles. We believe in the miraculous. People want to experience the supernatural. People will not, by the grace of God, come to Extraordinary Church and leave the same way they came. They'll come and experience and have a real encounter with a loving God who loves them and wants to cover them and encourage them and fill them with his spirit. People want to have a supernatural encounter. This world is hungry for the Lord. We believe we have the answer. There's a medical term called blind sight. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's a condition caused by a number of physical impairments which cause a person not to be able to see objects in a room. Yet, if pressed to locate the objects or people, the blind person could, with a high degree of accuracy and confidence, place them into their surroundings. This intrigues scientists because it says that somehow the brain must be reacting subconsciously to the unknown stimuli. In other words, people are able to somehow see without actually seeing. It's blind sight. That's what that is. It's something new to the medical community, but it's frankly been around for centuries. The Bible talks a lot about it. It's called faith. We all live by faith. See, two of the major components of having a successful walk with Jesus Christ is one, learning to wait on God. Can I tell you that God is not bound by our schedule? Thank you, Pastor Barry. God is not bound by our schedule. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Thank you, Mia. God, listen, I think sometimes we get bent out of shape because God doesn't do things when we want him to. But you need to understand God is not on demand like Netflix or Prime Amazon Prime. God knows what's best and when it's best. And if you would walk by faith and trust him, God will not let you down. The other thing I want you to understand is you, when, you, when you wait on God, you, you, you need to understand that you have to exercise faith. Everything happens by faith. See, you need to understand the way that you can experience. I get so excited about this, but when I tell you, I, for some of you, you need to know a miracle can happen today. I'm telling you, I've seen it happen time and time again. I'm telling you right now, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, a miracle can happen today. What we have to realize is everything that happens in this walk with Jesus Christ is a walk by faith. Somebody say faith. It's a walk by faith. Say faith again. So in other words, the Bible says we go from faith to faith. We all have been given a measure of faith as well. So if you think you don't have faith, that's a lie. You do have faith. You simply need to exercise your faith. Now, I want to turn your attention to the text that I read to you or read with you this afternoon. 
uh, I want you to understand what's happening. Elijah is at Mount Carmel. And this is a great showdown before the false prophets of Baal. Now, a lot of times people will characterize this as saying, well, it's the prophets of Baal versus Elijah. But that would be inaccurate. The truth of the matter is this is Baal, a false god, against Yahweh, God himself. And so, in a moment, Elijah utters a 63-word prayer, and fire fell from heaven. And the people shouted, the Lord, he is God. The false prophets were cast down, and what an amazing moment. But what we often forget is, the miracle wasn't in the lack of fire. That wasn't what the miracle was. As a matter of fact, they didn't frankly need more fire. What they needed was water. There had been a drought and a drought for three years. Now, as a powerful display of what God performed on that day, you, you, need, to, you need to consider what was happening. The lightning was flashing, but there were no clouds. There were no clouds, and there was no rain, no water pouring down on a thirsty land. And here's what I want you to understand. Watch Elijah's instructions in 1 Kings 18.41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Ahab, you can't see it, you can't hear it, but I can in other words, what am I trying to get you to understand? You might not be able to see it. You might not be able to hear it. But you better open up your mouth and declare it because God is able to do it. Just because your natural circumstances aren't in alignment with what you believe God has promised you doesn't mean that God won't bring it to pass. Everything is by faith. Everything is by faith. Matter of fact, the Bible says in Hebrews 11 6, that without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him. See, God is invisible. So one can't see him with their natural eyes. One must believe on him. But you see that through eyes of faith. I can't see him, but I know he's here. I don't understand what he's doing. But I know he's at work. Y'all not going to help me today. That's okay. You might not see God moving, but that doesn't mean that he isn't working. You have no idea what's happening beneath the, beneath the surface. You have no idea what God is doing on your behalf, maybe in some other scenario or circumstances. I'm telling you, you trust him and you walk by faith. I'm going to convince you in a little bit. I'm going to convince you in a little bit. Praise God. So uh, here's what I want you to understand. Elijah's like, you know what? I can't see the clouds, but I can sense the clouds. I can't feel the rain, but I can hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Praise God. That is faith. That's the paradox of faith. Faith comes by hearing God's word. But what's interesting is this. Sometimes the uh, and this is just a passion of mine. I think what happens is as believers, Christians, uh, we claim one thing, but we experience another. Isn't it interesting that very people that, um, I'll give you an example. I mean, like when you receive God's spirit, I was like, whoa, and you're living a life for Jesus. We have joy, joy. And sometimes what's interesting is Christians be the, some, some Christians can be the grumpiest people ever. That's like a paradox. 
I mean, we're supposed to have joy. Joy no matter what's going on. Joy that's transforming. But you meet people, you're like, yeah, I, I don't even know if I'm going to make it. I don't know how God's going to make a way. What, what do you mean you don't know how God's going to make a way? What do you mean if you don't know if you're going to make it? Has God ever let you down before? He's incapable of letting you down. It's impossible for him to let you down. He is a good God. He is a way maker. He is the solution. We need to understand that he is able. And so there's several things here that I, I, I want to unpack to hopefully encourage you. I want you to remember, you might remember uh, the centurion. It's a story in Matthew chapter 8. This guy, as a centurion, he was a Roman soldier, and he had 100 people under his command. So he understood authority. So if he told somebody to do something, he knew that they understood and they would do it. He understood kind of rank and file, a hierarchical organization. So he shows up to Jesus, and he's like, Jesus... I have a servant who is, who is deathly sick. And Jesus is like, hey, no problem. I'll go show up. I'll lay hands on him and we'll heal him. And the man's like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to show up. Uh, you don't have to lay hands on him. As a matter of fact, this man doesn't even have to hear you. But if you just speak the word, if you just speak the word, my servant will be healed. What am I trying to get you to understand? I'm going to unpack this a little bit more here in a moment. You have to understand the power of spoken word. And the way for us to operate in the supernatural and see miracles, signs, and wonders is declaring the word of God by faith. Declaring the word of God by faith. So one, we need to know that when we have, when we understand that God is infinite, he's not bound. It's kind of like this. When people are going through something, they're like, man, all I can do is pray. It's like all you can do is enlist all of heaven. The most powerful God, the omnipotent, omniscient one, that's all you can do is engage him. No, no, no. See, prayer isn't wishful thinking. Prayer is engaging the master of the universe, the God who holds everything in his hands, the one where heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool, the one who spoke the worlds into existence. We're talking about that God. We're going to engage that God. Yeah, that God is the one who's able to heal you of cancer. That God is the one who is able to make a way when there appears to be no way. So we have this confidence in knowing he's able. We have this confidence in knowing he is a powerful God. The next thing that we have to do though is we have to pray in accordance to his will. So I, want, I just want to help everybody out right now. See, a lot of times we'll pray and we pray for stuff that we want. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray for stuff that you want, but you need to make sure that your desires are in alignment with Jesus Christ, in alignment with his kingdom. See, I'm not a prosperity preacher. I'm not that blab it and grab it, you know, and money come here. Come on, man. Ain't nobody got time for that. That stuff's not even in the scripture. But I do believe that your words shape your world. I do believe you better be careful what you say. I'm going to show you in a moment. But you have to pray, God, your kingdom come, your will be done. 
That's what we have to pray. It's not about my agenda. It's about what God wants to do in this community, in this region, in my life. It's about what God wants to do in your life. It's about what God wants to do in your family. And when you begin to get in alignment with God and begin to declare, open up your mouth and pray those prayers, God is going to do something that will absolutely blow your mind. So we have to get in alignment with God as well. Praise God. I'm going to give you one more thing here. Not, I mean, I've got a lot more than I'm going to give you, but I just want to put some of these things in your pocket here. The other couple other things that you got is you got to stay humble. We have to stay humble and realize, here's the thing. I tell people this all the time. If you'll take credit for things when they go bad, you know you're going to take credit for them when they go right. But if we, with humility, the Bible says that humility precedes honor. If we will humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, he'll lift us up. The Bible says God gives grace to the humble, but resists the proud. So we have to be humble. We have to be willing to say, God, it's not about me. Let me just put it to you this way. Let me make it plain. Can I make it plain? Nobody in scripture experienced a miracle and it made sense. It never made sense rationally. I mean, Jesus healed one guy. You know, he spit in the dirt and got mud. Douglas is like, oh, Lord. He's like, that's a miracle. He's like, I don't know if I want that kind of miracle. Well, if you were blind, you might. I don't know. I'd be like, Jesus, right here, right here. Don't miss. But you know what? It makes, (laughs) it makes no sense to the human mind. But can I tell you, you need to throw your carnal intellect out the window if you're going to operate by faith. Your education is not going to get you a miracle. Your bank account is not going to get you a miracle. But I tell you what will get you a miracle. Obedience to the word of God. Speaking his word and doing what he says. And God will do the miracle. It might sound crazy. It might seem crazy. But watch God do what only he can do. And he'll get the glory. Can anybody testify to that? He's a God that's able. Uh, See, faith involves blind sight. Let me just tell you something right now. John 14, 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. See, but there are some conditions. Let me give you some more here. Uh, let me just go ahead and mention this. Look at, look at this. First John 3, 21, 22. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. In other words, God gives answers to those who have confidence toward him and who keep his commands. Remember, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Another condition to answer prayer is found in 1 John 5, 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So not only should we ask, or excuse me, not only should we keep his commandments, but we pray according to his will. So when we anoint with oil and call upon the name of the Lord, we are praying God's will to be done. In other words, the carnal man walks by, 
sight what he can see, not by faith. Yet the spiritual man walks by faith and not by sight. See, when we pray, we see things that are not yet as though they were. We see what we hope to see and believe to see. Therefore, we declare what is unseen. Okay, stick with me. Stick with me because some of y'all are going to get this. And one of y'all might just start running around. Praise God. If I'm right on your heels, you see I'm still quick. I'm still quick. But watch this. Uh, it doesn't matter the length of prayer. Whatever you do, it should be prayed in faith. Doesn't matter the length. Some of you all think right now, oh, I got to pray for five minutes or I got to have the right words or the right vocabulary. Can I tell you that's not true? You don't have to have the right vocabulary, the right language, the right syntax. You don't have to worry about the sentence structure. If you have faith, you can do like blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You got one woman who just said, look, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't have to be the prettiest prayer. It, but if you just will pray it in faith, God will do it. God works through faith-filled prayers. See, we can be confident of this success because 1 John 5, 4, whatsoever is born of God overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So let me just make it plain. Faith is seeing what others don't see. Faith is speaking what others don't see. All right, I'm just going to tell you. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to take a moment and build your faith here for a moment before I unpack some things. And you, you got to be careful what you say. I believe this. I'm, I'm going to show you here in just a minute. But I'll give you just an example. Just play something for a second. Just give me something. Praise God. All right. I remember uh, this would have been four years ago. Now, I, I believe that th th this stuff happens to me all the time. God's just, he's a miracle working God and we trust him. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. We had, um, we were driving a Nissan Sentra. How old was that Nissan Sentra? Sarah said old. Okay, so old. Um, and they had no shocks, no struts. You just, you hit the ball. I mean, you just, you felt everything on the road. You just, and then Lincoln, my son, one of my gifts, uh, he uh, it was getting so tall where his knees would be in my back. And I'm driving, and I was like, oh, and that's just the worst, you know, because you're like, son, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to be comfortable. And I'm like, well, I guess the boy's growing. There's nothing else I can do. So one day, Bertos, you know what I was doing? I was in the house in my closet, and Sarah was right there, and I was like, Lord, um, I want a Honda Accord. I'm tired of Lincoln's knees in my back. I said, I want a white Honda Accord. And then you know what? Uh, I said, why are you at it? Uh, nothing wrong with dress socks from Walmart but I said I'm tired of these dress socks from Walmart I said they you couldn't buy dress socks now at Walmart if you wanted to they're not essential <laughs> some of y'all like I just want to buy can I just buy some socks some underwear praise God that's not essential <laughs> praise God <laughs> So we got to exercise our faith. Thank you, Jesus. Rebuke the devourer. Make that stuff last. Praise God. 
let me stop. I'm cutting up. Help me, Holy Ghost. So uh, I said, Lord, you know, the thing about Walmart socks is they, they, they and ain't nothing wrong with Walmart socks, but they, they fade. I was like, they fade so quick. I don't know if they're black or blue. And I said, they elasticity. They just, they just down around my ankles. That's why I ain't got no socks on right now. Praise God. And so, uh, no, no, no. So I, I just didn't want to wear socks today. Praise God. I'm, it's just warm. I thought I was back in Florida. So I said, praise God. I'm just going to enjoy it. Anyway, so uh, you know what? I was off preaching in Indiana and I get a phone call. Uh, somebody called us and said, hey, your husband asked the Lord for a car. Now, we had not talked to anybody. We had not talked to one person. I just, I wasn't even talking to my wife. When I was venting and I was like, Lord, I just want a Honda Accord. I'm just, Nissan Sentra, I just, just tight. I was linking all up in here. That's all I said. And I talked about the socks. So I get a phone call. We get a phone call and they said, you, your husband asked the Lord for a car. And what do you say when that happens? So we were like, uh, uh, so they sent us a picture. Said, you asked for this car. It was a picture of a white Honda Accord. They said, when you get back, when you get back home, there'll be a cashier's check waiting at your house. Go pay cash for the car. That's God. That's God. That's God. I'm telling you, He is a miracle working God. But see, he cares about a car, but he also cares about socks. Amanda, I'm not joking. I went, I was going to preach. They had introduced me. I was going up. And this man came up to me. And he was like, man, you know, he literally telling me a story as like, they waiting on me to preach. Just like it took me a while to come up here today. They was looking like, what is taking this man so long? This guy was talking to me. He said, I'm a microbiologist. I just got back from Ireland and I just came out of my custom-made custom RV. He's just telling me all these details and I'm trying to be nice and kind and listen. And he said, listen, he said, when I'm over there, uh, he said, I always, I always buy these custom-made socks. He said, the thing I love about these custom-made socks is they never fade and they never lose their elasticity. He said, as I was coming off of the uh, coming out of my custom-made RV, he said, the Lord told me to give you these brand new custom-made socks. What am I trying to get you to understand? God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. In his word, he said, I've never let seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. He said, no man will leave country or land for my name's sake and not receive a hundredfold in this life and the life to come. I'm telling you, God is able to do a miracle and you have got to believe it and speak it even though you don't see it. Praise God. Okay. I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to hurry. I want you to understand the power of your words. You're good, princess. I'm, I'm okay now. Praise God. That's why, let me just tell you this right now. Hold on a second. Let me just teach y'all a moment. Just keep playing for just a second. I, I want to teach you something because this is important. I want you to understand how important praise and worship is and how important a minstrel is. When we come in, when you come into the presence of God, we're not here to entertain you. We're not here to get it right every time. What we're here to do is to celebrate the presence of a living God. 
And when we begin to celebrate the presence of a living God, His glory fills this place. We need the power of God to show up. And what I'm telling you is, if you'll open up your mouth and give God praise, if you'll open up your mouth and give God glory, God will show up. We didn't come to consume. We came to contribute. We came to bless the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We came to celebrate. He's alive and well. Whether you're in person or online, I'm going to tell you, He inhabits the praises of His people. Praise God. Praise God. So it's important. Go ahead, baby. You can be seated. It's important that we worship. It's important that we sing. It's important that we celebrate the presence of God. Or you can stay. Whatever you want to do. It makes me no difference. But I'm going to preach this thing until we get it. Give me about 15 more minutes. But here's what I want you to know. You have to be careful with what you say. Your words have power. Look at your neighbor, even though they won't know what you're saying, and just but say it loudly. Look at them and say, your words have power. Your words, and look at your other neighbor and tell them that means you too. That's, praise God, I got somebody over there helping me out. I like that. I like that. Listen, let me just show you. Look at Proverbs 13 and 3. Look at Proverbs 13 and 3. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. Uh Uh-oh, did y'all catch that? Okay, now watch this. Watch that. But he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Are you letting this sink in? He who guards his mouth. This is why you just can't let everything you say come out your mouth. Or everything you want to say come out your mouth. You have got to learn to guard your lips. We were having dinner last night. And as we were having dinner, I was just, I was thinking something and I was about to say it. And then I immediately said, I'm not going to declare that. And Lincoln was like, what? I said, I just said, I'm not going to declare it. I'm not going to open up my mouth and speak something that is contrary to the word of God. And if you're not careful, if you don't guard your mouth, you will not preserve your life. Now, I'm not just talking about your physical life. I'm talking about your spiritual life. I'm talking about your relational life. I'm talking about your emotional life. I'm talking about your mental life. This is why you cannot say about a friendship, I can't stand them. They make me sick. And then you're wondering why that friendship is dying. Every time you get around the person, you become agitated and, and there's animosity and strife and contention in the relationship. I'm going to tell you because you spoke it and declared it and you began to fill that world with negativity and, and poison and destruction. We just read, if you'll guard your mouth, you'll preserve your life. But if you will not, destruction will come. Now watch this, watch this. Look at Proverbs 18 and 21. We love to quote this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is true. This is why Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and life. This is why I can remember right now, these things stick with me. One of the reasons I took forever to shave my hair because I was losing it. You know why it took me forever, Pastor Barry? Because man, the kids used to tease me about my big head. And they were like, man, you know, when you, look, <laughs> Berto says, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of big. It's kind of big. It's kind of big. It was horrible because when I played sports, they were like, oh, you put that helmet on. I'm like, it's not going to fit, coach. That's not going to fit. He's like, that's the largest one we got. I know it'll fit. I'm like, coach, I've been there, done that. I, we tried on, they trying to push it, and it just, 
kids would tease me. They're like, man, you, you know, you're a good basketball player. You're a good soccer player. But when you run, they said, you know, your head would go like this. So I was like, man, I, I really don't want, I was like, I'm losing my hair. I was like, I just don't need all this on display. So I was, I, but you know what? In other words, what I'm saying is that's why people can say things and words like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. That's why when people say things, it can get into the basement of your spirit and it'll stick with you. Things that people spoke to me when I was eight, 10 years old, 12 year old was affecting me as a 24 year old man. Are you hearing me? And that's lighthearted jokes, if you will. Think about the things that people have spoken over your life and meant harm. Look at how that's paralyzed you and brought you to a place where you, in some cases, it's affected your relationships, your approach, the way you live life. Some of you are shackled right now by the things people have spoken over you. This is why the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Watch this. And those who love it will eat its fruit. You and I will eat the fruit of our lips. So we want to speak good things. See, by faith, see Hebrews 11, 3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Are you seeing me? The invisible is the real world. The invisible is the real world. Watch this. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a couple of things. If my, right now, if I, if I were to die right now, my spirit would return to God. My spirit is holding up my body. The invisible is holding up the visible. I'll show you then, give you context in this right here. Look, if you go to somebody's house, you're going to be like, oh man, you might come to our house and you might say, pastor, um, I like the lighting. I like the colors. Uh, I, I like the furniture. I tell you what you're not going to say. You're not going to say, I love the framing. Because you can't see the framing. But the framing is holding up what you do see. I need you to understand the word of God is the same way. The word of God, you may not see it, but it's holding up what you do see. The invisible is holding up the visible. Therefore, you can speak something. You can speak the word of God. And even though it's not seen in the natural, it will manifest itself and it will come to pass. Now, let me give you another explanation. Another, uh, this is so important that you get this because you have to guard what comes out of your mouth. Now, there's a principle called the principle of first. Uh, and the principle of first is this. If you study in scripture, humaner, uh, hermeneutically, excuse me, that's the study of scripture. What that means is the principle of first is it provides like the essence of what the scripture is trying to convey. And it really should set the tone for every other time you have that encounter with that, ex, uh, that setting, that context, that word. So I'll give you just one example. Worship. The first time we hear of worship being mentioned in scripture is when Abraham, how many of you all remember when Abraham said, I want to respond and obey God. I'm going to sacrifice my son. And that, the scripture called that worship. Worship. First, the mention of first in worship. Now, here's what I want you to understand. Now, watch this and look at how powerful this is. Let's go to Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, 
and darkness was on the face of the deep. Now, we understand right now what's happening in the setting, okay? This is the beginning of creation. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Do you understand? Nothing, the earth was without form. Water, and the Spirit of God is hovering. The Spirit of God is hovering. Nothing is happening right now. Now watch. Then God said... Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. I'm telling you right now, the Spirit of God is hovering, but you have got to open up your mouth and declare the word of the Lord. If you'll open up your mouth and declare it, it will come to pass. He was giving us an understanding of how powerful our words are, and I'm telling you right now, just because you don't see it in the natural, you better open up your mouth and speak the unseen nonetheless. Why do I declare it? I declare it every time we come together by faith. Extraordinary Church is the fastest growing church in Canada. Why do I declare that? Let me tell you what I'm saying. I'm praying in alignment with God's word because it ain't got nothing to do with me. It's not about Akil Thompson's ministries because there ain't no such thing as Akil Thompson's ministries. This is the kingdom of God. He will build his church and let me just help you out. What I'm saying is I want to see as long as there is one lost soul, the church is too small. So what am I telling you? God, I pray your kingdom come, your will be done. It is your will that nobody should perish, but they should all come to repentance and experience everlasting life in you and so therefore I declare everybody on Canadian soil will come to know you and the power of your resurrection I believe that when I'm often preaching I you know what people have come to me I'm nobody let me just preface I can't I'm not saying it's a long list but it's been a number of occasions somebody came to me not too long ago he said ma'am he was here he said listen he said ah. He said, man, what God wants to do through this church is amazing. He said, I, I had a vision where you were preaching. He said, and you were in a stadium in Toronto. He said, the place was filled. And you know what? It's got nothing to do with me. What I believe, people are hungry for a move of God. And I'm telling you, I declare it by faith that this will be the case and we'll see God get the glory out of our lives. Let me just help you. See, words, ooh, this is so good. Words were designed that you see what you say. <laughs> that was so good, I'm going to run around just one time myself. <laughs> Praise God. Words were designed that you see what you say. Are you hearing me? This is why our words have remarkable power and they should illuminate this is why relationships are critical. I'm going to give you this because I'm going to put this in your back pocket. I want this to bless you and it's going to help you out. Look at Numbers 13, 25. This is why you have to be careful who you hang with. You got to know who's in and who's not. People want to talk about being unequally yoked. I'm like, no, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, you, you know. But that, that's, a not, that's just not in like romantic relationships. You need to make sure you hang around. Like if you're an eagle... Why are you hanging with chickens? I mean, if, 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 you want to be, if you want to be a prayer warrior, right? Why are you hanging around people that don't pray? If you, if you want to, look, I know he might be cute. Let me just help you out. He might be cute, 
But if he don't worship. I see him. He's, I, got, I got like my amen corner over there. So he was getting with me. He was like, man, that was good. Praise God. He said, say that again. Yeah, yeah. He might be cute. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what? I want you to understand. You got to be careful who you hang with. And you have to align yourself. I'm going to show you how your relationships will determine your destiny. And you're probably thinking, well, how are you going to do that, Pastor? Watch. Right now, I'm going to show you one instance. And I have preached so long today. I want to encourage you all. I don't normally preach this long. Our, the media team is doing their job. They are back there like, you know, sounding the trumpet. Praise God. I'm going to preach like seven more minutes. I think I said, <laughs> they're looking at the clock like time. Okay. All right. Let me hurry up. Because you got to get this. Relationships determine your destiny. Let me tell you why this is so important. I'm going to give you an example. Just give you one. Uh, And let me say it quickly. Uh, I won't say their names, but one, two, let me just do that. Five, six friends, my six closest friends in high school, all dropped out of high school. What do you think I did? I dropped out of high school. Now, by the grace of God, I went back the following year, graduated, went on to college, became a very successful corporate banker. I give God praise. But what I'm trying to tell you is those relationships in my life determined where I was headed. You want to be passionate for Jesus Christ? You hang with people who are passionate for Jesus Christ. It's just it. I didn't say perfect. I didn't say holier than thou. I didn't say got it all together. I just said, I want to serve Jesus Christ. I want to love Jesus Christ. You get together with those kind of people, and you're going to find the fuel. You're going to fuel the flame. God's going to move. You know what? You hang around complainers, guess what you're going to do? Complain. You hang around people full of faith, guess what? You're going to be full of faith. Praise God. I'm telling you right now, and here's the good news. You can change this thing around. I'm telling you right now, I have broken the curse over my family in the name of Jesus Christ. We are not Nancy negatives. We are not Debbie doubters. I'm telling you, we believe the word of God. We're seeing it come to pass in our lives. So watch this. Relationships determine your destiny. I'm about to help you all out, and then I'm going to drop the mic. Well, maybe not. That'd be, that'd be tough because <laughs> you don't want me to, you don't want this head, you don't want anything. This head will do some damage. Praise God. So, and they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now, uh, I'm going to give some of you some context. Now, they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Now, I'm going to keep reading here in a moment, but what I want to give you some context. God told the children of Israel, he brought them out of Egypt, okay, and said, I'm bringing you to a land that flows with milk and honey, and this is yours. This land is yours. So Moses sent these spies, 12 spies. There are 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, and so each spy was a leader, really were leaders in the Israelite community. So here's what they did. They, they told him, they said, we went to the land where you sent us. 
Now watch what they're saying. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. So not only are they declaring it, they're like, look, it's true. It's real. <laughs> they're like, I got it. I got it in my hand. What God said. What God said, it's true. I want you to get that again. What God said is true. <laughs> the promise. Y'all not ready for me today. The promise, it's true. Like he said it was flowing with milk and honey. We see it and we brought back some fruit to show everybody else. Look at this. You know we ain't got grapes like this. So, nevertheless, the people, did you hear that? That's like but. That's like, you know what? When I was in high school, I remember one time I was just knocked out. I had taken my SATs and I had finished early and I scored well. And you know, I got that good sleep. Just drool, drool coming out. And you hear somebody say, oh, he's cute, but. That's kind of one of them moments. That's exactly what they just had. Look, it's real. The promises of God are real. The fruit. But nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Look at verse 30. Then Caleb, you know what he was doing? He quieted the people. He said, let's go up at once. Don't go anywhere yet. And take possession for we are well able to overcome it. I wasn't talking to anybody here. I was talking to our media team, you know, if somebody in case was thinking about getting up and going to use the washroom or something. Caleb quieted the people before Moses. In other words, he was saying, stop saying all of this negative talk. Stop declaring that God hasn't given this to us. You have to, if you're not careful, you will talk yourself right out of your miracle. You'll talk yourself right out of your miracle. Stop talking yourself out of your miracle and do like Caleb. And let us go up at once and take possession for we're well able to overcome it. In other words, he was like, I'm convinced we don't need to talk about it anymore. Let's go get what's ours. What am I telling you, extraordinary church? I'm convinced God is doing a supernatural work. An awakening is coming to this region. Let's go get it. I'm telling you, miracles, signs, and wonders, healings for marriages, healing for the broken, healing for the destitute, healing for the rich. Let's go get it. I believe that with my whole heart. But watch what they said. Watch this. But, there we go with that but again. The men who had gone up with him. So that's how, I'm Caleb or Joshua. We don't have any of these other 10 spies in here, but let's just say it was Pastor Mateo. There you go. He feeling himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land for which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you? Now, God said it flowed with milk and honey. You came back and said it's true. Now, 
Look at how the narrative is changed all because of what you have said. Now they've gone through and it devours its inhabitants. Would God send you to a land that would destroy you? No way. Thank you, Faye. And look, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Now, all of a sudden, the children of God, the people of God, are like everybody else is great. And look how great they are. This is what they said. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Do you see how all of a sudden they saw themselves? All because of what they declared. What they should have said is, they went from comparing themselves to the inhabitants of the land when they should have compared those inhabitants of the land to their God. Now, I'm going to show you, 40 years later, Joshua and Caleb, they get their mountain. They get their land. They get it. But you're probably wondering what happened to the other 10 and the people that they follow and the people that follow them. This is why I'm talking about relationships determine your destiny. Joshua and Caleb, they go get their promise. But look at what happens in Numbers 14, chapter 1. So all the congregation, watch this, lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. Look at what that negativity and that doubt and that toxicity did to the people. Look, they cried, lifted their voices, they cried and wept all night. And all the children of Israel, all the children complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. God just brought you out, delivered you, 10 plagues, Red Sea, fed you I mean, water from a rock. I mean, we can go down the list of all these miracles. And now you're talking about something you want to die in the wilderness? Look at this. Look at us and they declare, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? Do you think God brought you out here to kill you? That's what they say. That are, and look, look at the generational curse they declare over their children. That our wives and children should become victims. They just spoke victim mentality right over their children in their household. You better be careful what you say. You are not a victim, you are a victor. Because of what Jesus Christ has done in your life, you are not a victim, you are a victor. As a matter of fact, you are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. You are an heir to the throne. You, you are a joint heir with him. You are righteousness because he put righteousness in you. You belong to him. So look, he says, they speak this. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Look at verse 4, and I'm going to wrap this up. So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. <sighs> your relationships determine your destiny. I want our musicians to come. You have to speak the unseen thing. You have to speak faith. You have to realize, let me tell you, let me tell you right now what happened. Faith caused Noah to proclaim, I see a flood coming. Great faith caused him to be blind to the insults of others. Here you go, son. Praise God. Let me tell you what else. 
he knew the he knew the answer thank you sir let me tell you what else great faith caused Elijah not to see the cloudless sky Elijah had seen the fire fall he had heard the people's profession of faith in the one true God he saw the false prophets destroyed but he knew that the answer needed was rain the Bible says he fell on his face and prayed his servant was instructed to go give a meteorology report came back to the prophet he said man the sky is clear Elijah said go again that's not what I'm seeing I like that kind of faith once he went still clear twice he went still clear can I just tell you you need to beware of letting go too soon you need to beware of letting someone else's vision become your own oh my god are you hearing me Elijah said get ready I hear the sound of abundance of rain his servant come back I don't see it but you know what Elijah didn't adopt that he didn't say I, he, he, you know what he said I don't receive that go back and check again came back a second time it's as clear as a bell I don't receive that go back again uh, <laughs> bruh ain't no rain I don't receive that go back again four times came back it's no rain I don't receive that go check again fifth time Elijah there's no rain I don't receive that go back again I said I see I hear it I'm declaring it go back and check again I checked again I don't see it go back and check again <sighs> went and checked looked what is that that I see? This looks like the cloud the size of a man's fist rising up from the waters. <laughs> Can I tell you? Don't adopt somebody else's vision. Don't adopt. Let me make it plain. Let me make it real plain. You are not inferior. Don't let the world put that label on you. You are not less than. You are not a loser. You don't adopt that vision that the world put on you. You are a child of the king. You are a royal person. You are a royal priesthood. You are a part of a holy nation. You are a peculiar person who has been called out of the darkness and brought into his marvelous life. You are an overcomer. You are not a loser. You are not defeated. You are not a beggar. You are a child of the king. Can I tell you, I want us to stand. Many of you have had things spoken over your life. Many of you have things saying, you know what? You'll be an addict just like your dad. You'll be a drunk just like your mom. You'll be a loser just like so-and-so. Can I tell you? I've come to tell you in Jesus' name, those curses, those things that have been spoken over your life will not come to pass. But we will declare the word of the Lord and watch him do miracles, signs, and wonders in your life. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. I love this. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us 
info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.